Happy Monday, everybody. My name is Brandon Rosa, and welcome to episode 180 of the Xbox and 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. Every Monday, this podcast covers new game releases, the previous week's gaming news, and we all are in an Xbox-related fun fact together. This show is on YouTube and podcast services around the world, so please subscribe in your favorite and leave a review. Xboxin10.com, no numbers, is your quick source for links to all of our podcast destinations and social media profiles, which you can follow at Xboxin10. To start, let's talk game releases. There were no big games out last week, but the ones coming out this week include Cobra Kai 2 Dojo's Rising, Football Manager 2023, Sonic Frontiers, Super Wadden GP, Police Simulator Patrol Officers, Vampire Survivors, Kaiju Wars, Legend of Keepers, Career of a Dungeon Manager, Lord of the Click 3, Paper Fight, Speed Rush, Yum Yum Cookstar, and Atari 50 The Anniversary Celebration. A plethora of games are either coming soon or out now on Xbox Game Pass. Available today, you can play on Cloud Console and PC, The Legend of Tiding, on PC, The Walking Dead A New Frontier The Complete Season, and The Walking Dead Michonne The Complete Season. On Cloud Console and PC is Go Song, available on November 8th, Football Manager 2023 on PC, as well as Football Manager 2023 Console on Cloud Console and PC. Return to Monkey Island, Cloud Console and PC, then on November 10th, Vampire Survivors on Console, followed by Pentiment, Cloud Console and PC on November 15th, with Somerville, Console and PC. Now into last week's biggest news stories, and we have seven to cover this week. Number one, Microsoft promises to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation for as long as PlayStation exists. Tom Warren at The Verge writes, quote, we're not taking Call of Duty from PlayStation, end quote, is the message from Microsoft Gaming CEO Phil Spencer this week. Spencer has recently been discussing the future of Call of Duty at the Activision acquisition clears, and he's made his clearest comments yet in a new podcast interview with YouTubers iJustine and Jenna Ezerich. Quote, as long as there's a PlayStation out there to ship to, our intent is that we continue to ship Call of Duty on PlayStation, end quote, says Spencer on the Same Brain podcast. Quote, similar to what we've done with Minecraft, since we've owned that, we've expanded the places people can play Minecraft. We haven't reduced the places, and it's been good for the Minecraft community, in my opinion, and I want to do the same as we think about where Call of Duty can go, end quote. While there's been a public back and forth over the future of Call of Duty between Sony and Microsoft, Spencer has compared Call of Duty to Minecraft twice recently. Speaking at the Wall Street Journal's tech conference last week, Spencer also hinted at plans to bring Call of Duty to the Nintendo Switch to treat the franchise like Minecraft and keep it on rival platforms. Quote, Call of Duty specifically will be available on PlayStation, end quote, said Spencer. Quote, I'd love to see it on Switch. I'd love to see the game playable on many different screens. Our intent is to treat Call of Duty like Minecraft, end quote. I think we're all pretty much sick and tired of hearing about this new story now. Call of Duty is not going anywhere. Phil Spencer has made that abundantly clear. If leadership changes and Microsoft and Xbox completely change in the years to come, could something change if the deal goes through? Absolutely. But PlayStation players do not have to worry about Call of Duty going anywhere. And in the years to come, Xbox gamers will be able to enjoy Call of Duty as part of Xbox Game Pass. Number two, Fable development reportedly assisted by Eidos Montreal. Heidi Nicholas at Tro Achievements writes, a report about Embracer Group shutting down its Anoma studio also suggests that Eidos Montreal aims to help Microsoft with several games, including a game in the Fable franchise. After a deal in which Embracer Group acquired Crystal Dynamics, Eidos Montreal, and Square Enix Montreal, the latter was rebranded as Anoma, but now it's closing down. The same report that confirmed this also suggested that Eidos Montreal aims to help Microsoft with developing several games, including a game in the Fable franchise, quote, led by UK-based Playground Games, end quote. According to Bloomberg, an Embracer representative confirmed the closure of Anoma, which had only been rebranded in October, and said that 200 employees would be affected. Bloomberg also mentioned that Eidos Montreal has plans to work with Microsoft on developing a number of games, including a game in the Fable franchise. 
Eidos Montreal is apparently also working on a new Deus Ex game. I think this is a good and interesting news story for a multitude of reasons. Having any support on Fable means we're going to get that game sooner than originally expected. And it's also interesting to think if Microsoft wasn't in the process of acquiring Activision Blizzard, it certainly seems like they would have scooped up these three studios that Embracer did in Crystal Dynamics, who is also helping on the initiatives Perfect Dark, Eidos Montreal, who is now helping on Fable, and Square Enix Montreal, which they actually just closed down. Shocking, even though you rebranded just a few weeks ago. Number three, Marvel and EA signed three game deals, starting with Iron Man. Ryan Dinsdale at IGN writes, Marvel has entered an agreement with FIFA and Battlefield publisher EA to make at least three action-adventure games based on the Marvel comics. As reported by Bloomberg, the deal will begin with a previously announced Iron Man game from EA Motive, with all three games coming to console and PC. Though details about what's coming after Iron Man are still thin, each game will feature its own original story set in the Marvel Universe. Perhaps known more for its sports or traditional shooter games, EA is looking to increase its offerings with the Marvel deal. Quote, we have an intentional, deliberate strategy to have a balanced portfolio, end quote, said Chief Operating Officer Laura Miel. Quote, there will be Marvel fans who don't play other EA games, end quote. It's unclear if the second and third game will be created on different Marvel characters like the Hulk or Thor, or if there will be follow-ups to the Iron Man game, similar to what Insomniac did with Spider-Man and spin-off Miles Morales and its upcoming sequel. As a big Marvel simp, this does have me very excited, even though it is EA. I've liked, so far, what EA Motive has done with Star Wars Squadron specifically, loving that in VR. Star Wars Battlefront 2 eventually got good, and the upcoming Dead Space remake looks exciting. EA, please just let Motive take all of that amazing flying around tech from Anthem and plug that in right into the Iron Man game. Number 4, Halo Infinite is getting ray tracing with Season 3. Tom West at True Achievements writes, AMD's showcase for its new RX 7000 gaming cards has revealed that ray tracing is coming to Halo on PC Infinite with Season 3 when it drops in early 2023, as well as giving us a glimpse of the technology in action. The recent showcase for its latest flagship graphics cards also announced that 343 Industries will be adding ray tracing to Halo Infinite when the game's third season drops in early 2023. The showcase revealed that technology will be available for players using AMD's hardware, namely its latest RX 7000 series graphic cards. Still, it's unclear if it'll be available on Microsoft's Xbox Series X and S consoles, which use custom AMD chips. The showcase did give us a glimpse of ray tracing in action, offering the game dynamic lighting and shadows that add a more realistic style to the game settings. It's something that Microsoft has said was coming to Halo Infinite, but with the recent management structure changes within 343 Industries and the many delays to features like Campaign Co-op and Forge, the expectation of seeing it as soon as now is a welcome surprise. For all the tech and PC enthusiasts, I want to include this story as it's awesome to see this technology coming to what was supposed to be Xbox's biggest game. Just do yourself a favor and don't look at the images that they put out to demonstrate ray tracing in action. This to be one of the worst examples of ray tracing in a picture, let's hope it looks better in action. Number 5. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 has the biggest opening weekend in franchise history. Billy Givens at IGN writes, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 has set a new record for the best-selling weekend in the franchise's history, bringing in a total of $800 million worldwide in sell-through after only three days on the market, according to publisher Activision. Given the series' history and cultural impact, it's never a surprise that Call of Duty regularly sees staggering sales numbers at launch. However, this year's second entry in the rebooted Modern Warfare series has already surpassed the previous franchise record set by 2011's Modern Warfare 3, which brought in $775 million across a five-day span. Short and sweet, but I wanted to highlight this as as the time of recording, this game has now crossed a billion dollars in sales. To anyone thinking that Call of Duty isn't going anywhere, 
strap in because it seems we have many, many more years of Call of Duty being the best-selling game every year. Number six, Obsidian Entertainment's Grounded crosses 13 million players on Xbox and PC. Samuel Tolbert at Windows Central writes, Obsidian Entertainment's latest Grounded is continuing to grow unlike its protagonists. Matt Booty, head of Xbox Game Studios, revealed on the Friends Per Second podcast that Grounded has crossed 13 million players. This is up from the previous milestone of 10 million players, which Grounded reached back in February 2022. Grounded first launched as an early access title in July 2020, with updates to the game adding features, bugs, explorable regions, and more. The game left early access with its 1.0 release on September 27, 2022. The game's success is extending beyond its presence on Xbox consoles and PC, with a Grounded animated show currently in development. Little is known at this time, but the project does involve writer Brent Friedman, who previously worked on Star Wars The Clone Wars. I want to give this game its due, as it's an awesome game. Granted, I haven't played it since the 1.0 release, but I played it in beta, and I'm not a huge survival game fan myself, but this game pulled me in. Go check it out if you haven't already, and join the now 13 million players across Xbox and PC. And number 7, Atomic Heart release date revealed. Adele Anchor's range at IGN writes, an explosive new trailer for Atomic Heart has revealed that the first-person action RPG will be released on February 21st, 2023. The new trailer for Atomic Heart showcases its blood-pumping, fast-paced gameplay and reveals a release date for the Soviet-era shooter. Developer Munfish and publisher Focus Entertainment have now confirmed that players will be able to explore the game's mysterious world on PC, PS5, Xbox Series X and S, PS4, Xbox One, and Game Pass in February. The story is set in an alternate version of the 1950s Soviet Union in which robotics and other advanced technologies were developed during World War II. Robots designed to help humans have since turned against their creators, and a variety of secret experiments have led to the accidental creation of terrifying mutants, wreaking havoc on your own mission. If you haven't already, go check out some of the new gameplay footage from this game. For years it has looked awesome, and for years we have been stuck waiting for this game. Let's hope the February release date sticks, although we can't trust release dates anymore, but this is coming to Game Pass. It looks like it's a mix of Bioshock and Fallout, and I cannot wait to play it. As always, we end our show with a fun fact about Xbox, and let's talk about one of the old-time favorite games and best games of all time, running on Notepad. Credit to Ryan Dinsdale and IGN. Doom running in Notepad at 60fps is now a real thing. Developers are continuing in their quest to make the original Doom playable on every object to ever exist, and it can now be played on Windows Notepad app. As reported by the Escapist developer Sam Chiet, has created a fully operable version of Doom in a completely unmodified version of text editor Notepad. Chiet posted a clip of the game running on his Twitter and his YouTube page, promising that he'll publicly release the Notepad version of the classic FPS soon. Quote, it'll take some work to polish Notepad Doom into something releasable, but it's almost certainly happened over the next couple of days, and quote, he said in a follow-up tweet. You gotta go check this out, because it really doesn't make any sense for someone with a feeble coding brain like myself. It's awesome how many ways you can play Doom on all the different devices, calculators, fridges, now Notepad. What is next? Thank you all for listening to the Xbox and 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. If you like the show, please subscribe to your favorite podcast service, share with your friends, leave a review, and follow on all social media at Xbox in 10. This past week, I was continuing my journey in Resident Evil 4 as I go back through maybe all the Resident Evil games at this point. Absolutely loving it in anticipation for a remake early next year. I had a friend over and we were playing Super Smash Bros. Ultimate on Switch. What an amazing party game. And I'm all strapped and ready to go for God of War Ragnarok. Yes, a PlayStation 5 game I cannot wait for. My name is Brandon Rosie. You can follow me on Xbox at Bros93. Hope you all have a great week. Stay safe and keep on gaming.